This is Marketing Trends, your number one source for exclusive interviews with chief marketing officers and executive marketing leaders in the Fortune 1000 and beyond. This is Jeremy Bergeron, and I interview, collaborate, and partner with world-class CMOs and marketing leaders across industries. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Marketing Trends. I am super excited you're back again. And if you're here, we have yet another incredible, incredible, brilliant, visionary marketing leader in the studio, Tamara Mendelson, the CMO for Eventbrite. Now, Tamara has a killer background. She's done some epic things in her journey as a marketer and a marketing leader. I hope we get to get into all that today. Um, but Tamara, please let us know about the role of CMO at Eventbrite. And for those who don't know, tell them what Eventbrite is. So if you're not familiar with Eventbrite, we're a global events marketplace that provides tools for creators to list and promote and manage their events online. And over the last couple of years, we've invested a lot more in the demand side of our marketplace, creating a product for anybody to come and discover the amazing breadth and depth of events on our platform and connect in new and exciting ways with their local communities. And so in bringing these two sides of the marketplace together, we're helping creators sell more tickets, create more successful events, and ultimately grow more successful businesses. And we're helping people engage in their communities, learn new things, have amazing experiences, and connect in new ways. Interesting. And so you, so the evolution of the brand has been clear you know, through the last decade plus. Now you've been there, is it 14 or 15 years, 13 or 14 years now? How long yeah, have you been there? I, it's going on 14 years, amazingly. Yeah, wow. I've had nine lives there for sure. That's amazing. I mean, just to be a marketer, in in the world for that long is interesting to 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 grow and and cultivate marketing leadership in that time has got to be really interesting. Um, that's amazing. I mean, there's so much change and things that have happened in the world since then. We could go and zoom in into lots of different things. Has event planning like always been interesting to you at some level, or was it an interest that developed over time? I wouldn't say that event planning necessarily was, although, you know, live events have always been a, a core part of my experience. My mom played in an orchestra growing up. And so I can remember like some of my earliest memories were at her concerts and the energy and the excitement of a live performance and a live event. Um, and then certainly as I got older, I, I became the one within my friend group that was always like finding the things to do, rallying people together, going out and, and finding experiences to share with everybody. Um, but it wasn't until I actually got to Eventbrite that I felt like, oh, I should actually start to produce some events as well to put myself in the shoes of our customers. And um, that is truly a labor of love. It's hard. It's work. It's complicated. In some senses, it's, it's isolating, which is a little counterintuitive, but it's so fulfilling to bring people together and create something that is memorable and impactful for people. Wow. What a, yeah, what an interesting space to be in. And that space has shifted a lot. I mean, we went through a crazy last few years with the world and all the impact of, you know, COVID and, and, you know, events were a lot of talk about hybrid and in-person and a mix of both and virtual ones. We had a lot of people talking about that. Now we're into 2023, which seems we're like well into it already at the end of March. I'm like, what's going on? We're into 2023. You know, what do you see now kind of ahead in terms of just the space that you're in? It's changed so much in the last few years, but now with how brands are meeting, with how experiences are happening at the, and at the intersection that you sit, you see so much in this space. 
What's ahead in, in this industry, in this space that you're in? What do you see happening, shifting, staying the same, changing? Yeah, well, I, I think one thing that we have certainly learned is the importance and the enduring nature of in-person live experiences. I think that virtual um, opened up a new world of possibility, of accessibility, of growth for both event producers and attendees. But at the end of the day, that there is no replacement for that in-person experience, and that will persist. Um, what we're seeing right now is an interesting shift to more local, smaller format events. I think certainly with the broader economy, people are traveling a bit less and want to stay a little closer to home. And so the local event scenes are really flourishing because people still want to get out. And that's the exciting thing that we're seeing on our platform right now is that attendee demand is really um, is really thriving. People are looking for new ways to connect, to engage with their community, especially as people more people are working from home. The importance of getting out and into the community to meet like-minded people, to learn new things, to get exposure to new ideas, that all becomes even more important. So we're really seeing this local community events landscape uh, flourish right now, which is it's very exciting because that means that local entre entrepreneurs and small businesses are thriving and doing really well and growing their businesses. Wow. I love that. I, 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 I want to make sure that we, that we shift a little bit into you know, there's something I read. There's something I read that I love. The CEO, Julia Hart's this, the quote about you. She says, one of my proudest hires is our VP of marketing, Tamara Mendelson. And I love that. I mean, just the outright brag from the CEO on you. And I want to just hear like what that experience has been like over the past, you know, decade plus that you've been there. You've evolved into a really incredible marketing leader now. But what's 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 the evolution been for you? I just want to hear about and please don't hold back. I want to hear about the this experience for you. And I know you're an incredible leader. So please brag for us and, and share what it's been like because you clearly made an impact on on the executive team. Yeah, well I think that that's a very generous compliment, first of all. But it, it's been an amazing journey to be able to see a company through all of these various stages of growth. When I joined Eventbrite, we hadn't raised formal VC funding yet. Um, and it was really early days. There were about 10 of us you know, in a shared office space trying to figure this out. And I think what Kevin and Julia had was an amazing, compelling, and very wise vision about how events and event ticketing was really the last bastion of e-commerce. It hadn't yet been transformed by technology. And there was such a big opportunity to empower event creators, small and mid-sized um, entrepreneurs and businesses, right? Everything kind of below the big venues and stadiums who really didn't have technology yet at their fingertips to give them something that was super accessible and that could really transform the success of their businesses and the success of their events. And it was that vision that compelled me to join them and build with them in those early days was really um, all about building. It was such a you know blue ocean opportunity. There was not a lot of competition and it was all about you know what we could dream up and went in talking to our customers, really deeply understanding their problems, their challenges, and how we could bring technology to help solve them in new and meaningful ways. And so those early days were really about building. I remember when we raised that first round of, of funding from Sequoia, it was around six and a half million dollars, which at that time felt like an immense amount of money. And we sat down and said, okay, let's invest that money in building out a team and bringing new talent, new ideas to the table. And Julia very wisely said, well, let's take a step back and 
think about what kind of team we want to build. What are our values? What's important to us as a company? And that was, you know, one of, I think the most, my first and most memorable lessons in leadership is that you have to be really intentional about hiring and building a team and about the culture you build, because the culture that we set out to build back then in early 2009 is the culture that still persists today in many, many ways in its core DNA. And it's a very connected culture. It's a very collaborative culture. We have deep respect for each other and we are all aligned with this North Star of our customers. So we sought to find people that shared these values. Um, and, and that has really, I think, become a hallmark of, of who Eventbrite is today in terms of how we still continue to be completely guided and led by our customers and bringing their problems and challenges to the forefront and using technology to solve them. And then bringing teams together that have diverse backgrounds, experiences, um, insights that we can all bring to the table and have really deep, rich debates, conversations, brainstorming sessions to figure out how to solve these problems most creatively. And there have been many phases of growth over the last 14 years, as you can imagine, going from a, you know, a startup raising their first six and a half million to taking the company public in 2018 and everything in between. We expanded internationally. We evolved our business. We expanded the tool sets and the technology that we were building. But I think the guiding mission has remained the same, which is to bring the world together through live experiences. We deeply believe in the power of that, the importance of that, mm. and are committed to, to helping both event creators and attendees come together in meaningful, rich, and ways that deliver growth for both sides of the marketplace. And so that that hasn't changed, but certainly all the various stages of growth, all the challenges, all the wins, all the fail failures along the way have made us a stronger and better company and, and brought us to where we are today. And my journey through that has has been incredible. Um, I, I not only led the marketing team for a number of years, I actually got the experience to lead the product team. And that actually mm. made me a better marketer. Having that deeper understanding of the product development process of product strategy. And I think that you asked me in the beginning, you know, to talk about what marketing, what the role of the CMO is at Eventbrite and what marketing means at Eventbrite. And today it is much more tightly integrated with the product and the product strategy. We are deep, deep partners in understanding who our cu target customers are, what their problem set is, how we can uniquely solve those problems and bring those solutions to market in a way that the audience understands that the differentiation and the value that we deliver. And it's an exciting role to play. It's incredibly strategic. It also de demands deep channel expertise. But my favorite part of it is the deep partnership with our product development team, with our technical team, and with our sales team. Mm, I love it. So the product experience is definitely going to inform so much as you as you lead the marketing strategy, uh, you know, from, from the CMO role. Um, I, I love it. I, I'd love to know, you know, you you joined the company, you've been through, there was, there was fundraising, there was growth, there was hiring, all the way to through IPO. And now, I mean, a lot of times, and you know this, you know, people that start in an organization at the beginning are not always the same people that are there, you know, when it gets to seven, eight, nine figures and it IPOs. How are you able to, to be an executive of both of what the brand needed. And then you also kind of had this kind of executive of the future. Like you kind of, there had to be something and said, okay, I, I see the scoreboard. I see where we're going, but you also want to, you know, cultivate and carve out a spot for you all the way through, which you've done very nicely for, for 10 plus years. How were you able to do that? How were you able to, 
yeah, to join at that early stage, go through all the bumps and and the rocket ship growth and the and the world changing and the pandemic. And yeah, you know, how do you think you've been able to stay there, stay engaged, stay challenged, stay inspired through? I mean, an incredible trajectory that many people don't get to experience. Yeah, I think there are, there are a few things that are the reason that I'm still here. I think that first and foremost, um, I really just love a good challenge and a good learning opportunity. You know, some people really enjoy the the early, early building stages of startups. Some people enjoy the more stable environment of a larger public company. Um, but for me, it's actually not about it's not about the size of the company or the type of challenge. It's about the challenge and the learning opportunity itself. I always would say, said I would, I'd leave if I ever got bored. And if I ever got an inkling that I was getting bored, I'd go and talk to Julia I'd go and talk to the other execs and say, okay, what's next for us? Let's talk about the future. Let's talk about the next challenge to take on. And there was always something really meaty and exciting on the horizon that I could sink my teeth into. And it's just given me a great opportunity to continue to learn, to grow and to bring this business forward. I think the other thing is um, really staying focused on our customers has allowed me to make sure that my focus as CMO or as you know VP of product, whatever the role is, that my focus is deeply informed by the problems that we're trying to solve for our customers. And by focusing on those people, the in, like having individual conversations with customers, looking at aggregate data of how our customers are using our platform, using both of those types of inputs to inform where, should, where we should be looking, what's next, and the challenges that we should be tackling has, been, has really rarely steered us wrong. Um, because at the end of the day, Eventbrite succeeds when our customers succeed. That's how our business model was set up. It's sort of the beauty of the business model and the alignment that we have with our customers is one of our strengths and our, our superpowers, I think, because it allows us to focus in a way um, that is very clear. There's never any debate. We always strive to do the best thing for our customers. You know, that makes things a little bit easier in that sense. Mm. You said deep, be deeply informed. I'm curious, you know, is there an approach to to, to getting to that level of it, you know, to be deeply informed? What's the how there, some of the approach you took there to be deeply informed? Yeah, I think it has evolved a lot as we have evolved as a company. But, um, you know, during the pandemic, most of the executive team was picking up the phone and actually speaking to customers um, every day to understand what were the challenges? How were they thinking about the future? What was the thing that was on fire at that moment? Um, because that, you know, in, in times of great flux or transition or challenge, like the early pandemic for our particular customer base, um, that closeness to the customer is critically important. In more sort of steady times, and what we do now is we have, a, we have various operating rhythms, whether it's like a weekly revenue review or a monthly operating review, and we bring customers into those forums. Even our board meetings, we're bringing customers in to do live interviews so that folks can um, get to meet and get to know the real people that are using our product. We, you know, in the marketing organization, we have a monthly watch party where we watch an interview. We watch an, a pre, you know, pre-recorded interview that one of our researchers has done with a customer. And then there are data insight reviews that we are continuously doing every week to understand what is changing about the way our customers are using our product. Because a lot of times those hold insights into what's next and where we should be focused or what's not working for them and what we could fix. 
One other thing that, that we've also instituted in the last year or two is a customer council. We call it the Creator Collective. And actually this year we're opening it up for anybody, for any of our customers to apply to be part of this collective. It's going to have hundreds of members. Um, and this collective is um, basically a group of customers that's deeply committed to working with us to develop what's next, to help inform our strategy, to give us deeper insights into what's working and what's not, to help us understand what's changing in the industry and in the landscape. Um, what are they thinking about? What's keeping them up at night? And, and having a group of people that we can turn to with questions that can come to us with ideas um, and that we have a, a, a deeper relationship with has been really exciting to develop and is is a new tool for us to use as we strive to, to deepen that connection across our organization with our customer base. You said it'll be called the Creator Collective? Mm -hmm. Is yes. that right? That's so cool. I love that. So is that like a, we get together once a month or once a quarter? What is that, that actually, that, that connection? Like, I think that's brilliant. I love that idea. Yes, there are monthly calls. There are, there's also, cool. we're experimenting with a, a platform um, a for, for forums that where cre creators can ask each other questions and answer questions for each other because we found that there's such power and interest in this community to help each other. And that's been one of the things that we've tapped into actually since the beginning of my time at Eventbrite. I remember when I was trying to get the blog off the ground when I first joined and I was like, I don't know why, anything about organizing events. Like, I'm not an expert. I don't want to write the best practices. I'm going to go out and interview our customers and get, and get their knowledge and translate that into best practices and articles that can help the broader community grow and learn from the people that are best at doing you know, what they do. And so that was a very early content strategy, you know, before content marketing was, I think, even called content marketing back in early 2009. That was a key strategy for our blog. And that is a thread that has continued through our marketing strategy to today, where now we have a program called Reconvene, and they're reconvene sessions that are smaller kind of bite-sized learning events where creators come together virtually to learn from each other. And we do Q and A's and um, case studies where actually we don't say a thing and the, our customers, event creators themselves are teaching each other what's working, the best practices, what's on the cutting edge in the way that they are producing events. And that has had tremendous reception and engagement from our community um, and has been a really exciting new way to, to bring that community together in addition to to the forums and, and some of the other things that we've had for longer. I love it. And that's got to probably drive some insight. I mean, if you're, you're letting them drive it and share it and, and, you know, with each other and you're probably hearing, yeah, insights and things that where innovation may be happening or experiences that may be a little bit different. It's, it's brilliant, I think, for the product uh, team as well. Um, in your in your current role, you're responsible for driving brand awareness and acquiring new creators and attendees. Are there any kind of innovative strategies that you can share that the teams employ to achieve these goals like in 2023? So there's, there's definitely new technology that we're looking at um, all the time. The MarTech landscape is changing and especially very quickly right now with AI tools, right? That's where we're doing a lot of experimentation um, because that... Uh, technology is changing so quickly. And there's opportunity for it to not only inform, but transform many stages of the marketing funnel. Everything from what segments we should be targeting to how we reach people to how we identify them and convert them once they land on our website, or to even the performance of our creative. And so there's really exciting opportunities. And we're starting to dig in with some of these tools and experiment 
And I'm really excited to see where it goes because it's changing really quickly. The community piece, while it's not a new idea at all, I think for us, we've just begun to unlock the real and harness the real energy and momentum from this community to both build, help us build the brand and acquire new customers. Um, it, you know, community historically was much more of a retention play, but I actually think that the way we are engaging with our community today and tapping into their brilliant ideas for how we should program our events, what topics we should be talking about is really um, transforming and strengthening the programming that we're doing and is having great impact on the business. The creators that are engaging with that community content are growing faster. They're three times more valuable to our platform. So it's really unlocking for us and showing us the value and the power of tapping into that greater mindshare and working alongside our customers to build something that we both know it you know has a lot of value for the for the broader community and that's that's like an exciting new unlock for us um, as we've come out of the pandemic we've really leaned into our community and we've seen some really exciting results i love that it's like you, you, when you said it's not just about retention and it's about like how can we yeah how can we support that community even more and cultivate this yeah this innovation and collaboration with our own customers and not just like hey let's keep them as long as we can like how do we even expand into that even more and i, I love that and you talked a little bit about ai it's like i have so many things i'm like i just want to know from the ai perspective like how has how has ChatGPT like blown your mind as a, as a CMO? How has ChatGPT blown your mind, if at all, as of late, as a CMO of Eventbrite? Well, I think when I first started using it, just the, the, the sheer power of shifting the search paradigm, I think has really just blew my mind, right? All of a sudden, it wasn't a list of links to answer a query. It was you know, a coherent paragraph that summarized all the links that previously I'd have to click through and kind of digest myself. And so the thing that I think for me was most mind blowing was just the time savings in this type of technology um, as a marketer to digest information, but then also to turn around and transform it. Um, so we've been playing around with it a little bit and just AI, generative AI in general, in terms of content creation, whether it's subject line experimentation. Like we're always looking for new subject lines to A-B test. Um, and it can generate some great ideas. It's a great brainstorming partner, I think, which I didn't anticipate. Um, and that's really fun to add it into the mix as the team is brainstorming creative ideas, whether it's copy for an ad or a subject line for an email to have another partner that just throws new things into the mix that, um, that are different. And it, I think it stretches the team in new ways and is is a great partner for our creative team in that in that respect. Yeah, I have I now have like probably many people it, it is a tab that remains open on my on my browser now. The nuance, I mean I still think it it does require there's some art to it. There's there's I have a lot of friends who have not really found like the value extraction as much as I have. Like I to me it's it's provided so much. I mean I even I even this morning like pasted in your bio from LinkedIn, just your bio, and I was like, give me twenty world class questions for tomorrow, and like fantastic questions, which I've I've asked some of them today in this conversation, right? Like the beauty of what can be extracted from content, and then there's some interesting things around inversion searching. I don't know if you've gone down that down that path yet. Inversion searching is it allows 
ChatGPT even to give more insight I'm finding when you ask inversion search questions. So it's blowing my mind in our leadership team. And I was curious about that uh, for you. As a leader, as a leader of a multidisciplinary group of marketers, we're in 2023. You're in a really interesting space that's all around collaboration and creativity. How do you encourage collaboration and creativity within your team? And what if what impact has this had on Eventbrite's success? That's a great question because even, you know, what are we like three years into this quote unquote new way of working of virtual, we're still navigating it and trying to figure it out. Right now at Eventbrite, we are doing some design thinking around how we want to work. And it's not the future of work, it is the present of work. Um, and to to uncover what are some new ways that w- in which we can work more productively together? Because it's not like, oh, we're just going to stick this out because we're all going back to the office in six months, right? That's not happening. And so we need to embrace this new way of working and figure out how we can have those generative moments virtually sometimes, but also when are those important moments to come together in person? Because there is no replacement for that. And in terms of team building and very importantly, trust building as part of that team building, that in-person dynamic really just unlocks more. You see, to see people in three dimension, it sounds silly, but it really makes a difference because they people open up more, you learn more about who they are as people, as humans, and that is what builds trust. And so we are thinking through how and when to come together purposefully um, to either build those relationships or do brainstorming activities. I think that's another example of an exercise or a scenario where that like in-person energy is just very, very hard to replicate virtually. Um, But at the same time, we can't always afford to do that. Um, And so we need to find ways to break down those barriers uh, in our virtual settings. And a lot of times that just starts with some silliness and some prompts to help us open up and not talk about work and talk about something else uh, outside of the task at hand. Because these virtual interactions can become so transactional so easily, but marketing is all about creativity. It's not about that transaction. And so we need to find ways to explode out the thinking, to crack through kind of the barriers and the stiffness that sometimes the virtual world imposes. And a lot of times it's like just a little bit of structure around silliness or structure around opening up and sharing. Um, And that works really well. Can you give an example of structure around silliness? I love that. (laughs) Um, I mean, just silly question prompts um, are often a great way just to get going and just doing a quick round robin um, answer to a, a funny question. Uh, can get people to open up and share a little bit of their humorous side, you know, their goofy side, a side of them that probably there's not as frequent and appropriate moment for that to open up. So to to mm-hmm. to proactively and kind of purposefully make space for that, I think is very important mm-hmm. um, in virtual settings. Are there other folks on the leadership executive leadership team that have been there as long as you or around the same time as you? Well, certainly Julia, um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, as one of our original founders and one of our co-founders has been there as long as I, um, but that's it. 
Uh, we've been okay. really, really fortunate to have amazing leadership team over the over the years, and it's evolved as the needs mm-hmm. and the, the of the business has changed, as the size of the business has changed. We've been able to um, attract and retain leaders that have been able to bring amazing perspective and new ideas to this business, and I've learned a ton from them. That's been, I think, one of the most rewarding elements and aspects of my long time at Eventbrite is that I've had an opportunity to work with many different teams and many different executives and learned a lot from all of them. Um, And I think that the executive team is your first team as an executive leader. And that Mm -hmm. team dynamic is so critical for navigating challenges, for exploring new ideas and for stacking hands on the future. And uh, to, to be able to work so closely with such an amazing group of leaders is absolutely one of the reasons that I'm still so excited to wake up every morning and work at Eventbrite. I love it. I think I think the speed of the speed of trust and rapport in the ELT is it's so important. And to do and I think that the, the marketing leaders and executives I've connected with, there are some that are really good at that, like reaching across the aisle and building a real connection with the CFO or the COO or the head of comms. And like and I think there's a that's a additional art and and science that's different than just being a marketing leader. It's like you have the strategy and the team, but you also have to be able to to have this connection with the folks that are also leading other parts of the business. Um, What's that been like for you and and how how tight of a connection does the ELT team have at Eventbrite? It seems like there's probably a cool vibe happening there, but how's it done? Are you guys all in close proximity? Do you get together often? What's kind of the, the cadence of connection with the executive leaders that you work with? Yeah, we we are getting together at least twice a quarter um, to do in-person work. uh, And that is a critical component of how we operate, how how we've built trust. And I think that having, we are all over the world, all over the country and Mm -hmm. having those moments to come together and really work together is, is critical to that foundation of trust and that alignment on the vision and the future of the business. And then we can kind of go back to our, corners of the country um, and are, and see each other over screens, but coming together to actually do that harder work is really a critical component of how we operate. But there is incredibly strong trust and a great working dynamic among the executive team. And I think as a marketer, you have to have that kind of partnership. I spoke about it a little bit in the, in the beginning of our chat, but the connection that marketing has with product, especially because the company where the product is so central to the differentiation, we have to have um, a very tight working relationship to understand our customers, to identify their problems, to solve to how we solve their problems and how we bring those solutions to market has to be incredibly tightly integrated. Same with the sales team and and same with our finance partners in terms of figuring out our channel mix and how much we should spend and how aggressive we should be. All of those relationships have to be built on an very strong foundation of trust in order to get to the best outcomes. And so that has been critical for me as we brought new leaders into the business to build those relationships, to establish that trust and to be able to work together. Cause that's where the, that's where the fun happens uh, in solving these problems is when you're bringing different functions together, different points of view, different perspectives to solve things in new ways and in better ways. Like as you unlock new, exciting ideas, areas for growth for the business, that's what's exciting. That's what's fulfilling as you watch you know, customers adopt new products and grow. And I think one of the great examples of this is Boost, which is a marketing product that we've launched into the market just over the last few years. 
And we really came to the strategy because of that deep understanding of our customers and realizing that the biggest unsolved problem for event creators was marketing their events, was expanding their reach, was selling more tickets Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And so coming together with product to figure out how could we uniquely solve that problem in a way that was differentiated and provided more value than any other solution out there for our customers was a really tough challenge to solve. So one of the challenges that we were excited to tackle together is one of the biggest unsolved problems for our customer base, which is helping them sell more tickets. When we talk to our customers, the thing we would hear over and over again as a a common challenge is they're always constantly looking for new ways to grow their audience and to ultimately sell more tickets. And so in spending a lot of time with our customers on this problem, we realized we had a unique opportunity to solve this in a really differentiated way and leveraging an asset that was unique to us, which was the scale uh, and the depth of the data on our platform. Last year, we sold over $3 billion in gross ticket sales on the platform. That's over 284 million free and paid tickets transacted. And when you have data at that scale, it gives us the opportunity to help creators focus their marketing and make it super easy for them to access more relevant audience, people that are going to be interested in attending their events. And so what we're able to do is create lookalike audiences from the data on our platform and with literally a click of a button, create these campaigns in external marketing platforms like Facebook or Instagram and get rid of the uh, the need for our creators to learn a lot of these complex dashboards and to figure out how to do individual campaign management. And we can automate all of that for them, making it super seamless, but most importantly, very highly performant for them. And we've seen the results really shine through and reinforce the value that we've been creating for these creators. And that I think has been one of the more exciting elements of seeing this product come to life. So creators that are using our boost tools today are selling 63% more tickets than if they weren't using that product. And to, to realize that kind of success to help our creators grow their business in such a meaningful way has been super rewarding for us, both as pro, you know product development teams and marketing teams, because we were really work together to solve the problem in a new, unique way and bring a great, very highly performing solution to market for them. I love it. That's incredible. I mean, the support that's available, the, the the resources and support that's available now for creators is just it's it's incredible. And the speed that you know you talk about things are just the the rapid speed of AI and the rapid speed at which someone can now you know create an event seemingly out of nothing and find their people and have it and have them show up at this event is incredible and have that support from an Eventbrite, uh, from the tech and the ads and, you know, in the search space, that's just brilliant. I love that. Um, you're a marketer, you're a product marketer. You're also a marketing leader and you've been, you know, all of these things and are all of these things even now. What's the balance like for you? Because I could see how you've grown and you've grown from this marketing team of, of, I guess, one from you all the way up till now, you have an experience from the product perspective, you have a really high level experience as a marketing leader, but you also know what it's like to be an individual contributor as well, you know? And so, you know, having having such a deep experience and relationship with the product and with marketing and strategy, how do you kind of dance with leadership and marketing leadership and also like getting into the trenches with the team and doing some of the things that you know a lot about? Like, do you go into 
these product conversations still? Are you are you you know in the conversations around top of funnel and lead gen and you know where does that where you just kind of that's was the past and no longer? How does that flow now these days? Well, I think this is one of the important balances in leadership because I think as a great leader, you hire incredibly capable, smart teams and people that are better at doing that specific thing than you ever were. Like that has really been my mantra in hiring up a marketing leadership team is to find experts in these different areas that are just truly at the top of their game. And then making sure that they have context and making sure that they have resources and making sure that they have access to real-time information. Because if a, a, a strong leader has access to those three things, they can, they can, and, and a deep, deep understanding of where we're going, right? That is probably the most critical that we are aligned on where we want to go. What is the outcome we are shooting for? Because if you know where you're going, if you know what great looks like, if you're really aligned on that definition, you have the resources to get there, you have the context in which you're operating and you have access to real-time information, I believe then my leaders can make the best decisions for the business. And so what I like to use are operating rhythms, whether it's a weekly review or a monthly review, um, where the team can present their learnings, their wins, their challenges. I can help them think through and unlock perhaps things that are blocking them. But at the end of the day, I don't get down very much into the weeds of the actual tactical execution, especially at the channel level, because the folks that are there operating those channels are way better than I ever was at them. And so it's, it, I really view my role as just yeah, providing the, what I talked about, the, the objective, the resources, the context, and the, and the real-time access to information, because then the best decisions get made and I can really get out of the way. What data are you prioritizing right now as a leader? Like, are, what data or do you look at data? Is there a daily dashboard you're looking at as a leader? Is it weekly? What are some of the things that you pay pay attention to now these yeah. days? There's absolutely a daily dashboard that um, that I look at and that all our, of our executive team looks at that monitors the high level metrics of our business. So we understand exactly how we're performing day to day and where we are towards our plan. Um, that's incredibly important so that we can make faster twitch changes if we need to. Uh, and also if we see things doing really, you know, that are doing really well, that we can lean into them quickly. And we don't have to wait for, you know, a month, a month later review to identify those opportunities. So there's absolutely a list of metrics that are critical to look at every day. There's also a list of metrics that's are critical to look at weekly. And then there are things that don't move at a daily or weekly rate, like brand perception, for example. And those were measuring more on a quarterly or a six month cadence. Um, and so mm -hmm. there are there is like sort of this hierarchy of metrics um, that dictate the frequency and the cadence at which we look at them and which we react to them as well. Can you share the ones that you care about as a CMO or a couple of them that you look at daily? Sure. So what I look at daily is new creator acquisition. So we have a number of metrics in our funnel that I'm looking at to understand the health of the demand of our of the creator base and how well we're doing at converting them through our funnel. I look at those daily um, on the consumer side as well. So everything from the top of the funnel in terms of consumer search activity down through how we're converting consumers into ticket buyers, I look at those daily. Those are two, you know, the two sides of the health of the marketplace and how they come together in the actual sale of a ticket, that daily things are changing and we want to be able to monitor, understand, react to those numbers on a daily basis. 
I look at um, revenue numbers, you know, we tend to look at them more weekly to understand for me to understand, okay, are because if I'm looking at ticket sales daily, then you you start to think about, okay, well, what's the average ticket sale? And how is that changing on more of like a weekly fluctuation? Because that the average ticket price changes with seasonality changes with creator mix, things like that. So you kind of move out out in concentric circles in terms of the metrics that are a most actionable, right? Those are the things you want to look at daily. And then the things that are more directional that are giving you indications for the health, overall health of the marketplace, the trends of the business, um, and how you might want to react on a, on a slightly longer timeframe. That's awesome. I want to touch on one more thing, and then I'd love to just wrap up with some talk about AI and kind of what you're seeing in the space there. I know we touched on it, but if there's if there's more, I'd love to get there. But you talked about something that I feel like is so valuable. You talked about this very real idea of making sure the team knows where we're going, right? Like this is the scoreboard. This is where we're headed. And then now with the team and all of our help, this is how we're going to get there. That to me is missing across so many different styles of businesses where you start to you know get into some of these organizations and you start asking around like, where are we going? And no one really knows like that's like, this is where we're actually headed. And you see that across, you know, different teams and divisions where it's like they have they have some personal maybe team goals, but like in terms of the company and like the 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 scoreboard, where are we all going and how do we get there? How do you do that as a leader? Because you're also you're working with the ELT, make sure we all know as, as a leadership team, hey, where we're going. Then we got to go to our teams and communicate this really well and really clearly, especially now when the world is changing so fast. Every day you you lose so much if you're not, you know, all in sync. How do you do that now? I think that's so key. And I feel like there are many leaders that miss this all the time because there's so much happening inside the business. It's so key. I'd love to hear your perspective on this. How do you make sure everyone knows where you're going and how they're going to get there. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is by Yogi Berra. And it goes something like, if, if you don't know where you're going, you'll end up somewhere else. And I think it's so true. And it's probably the most important role of leadership is to set that aligned vision across the company. And I think it's uh, the challenge of making sure that people understand, deeply understand that vision is harder in a virtual world. And I think it comes down to repetition. And so as an executive team, there are a couple of things that we did. One is we created a document. Sounds really basic because it is, but we actually wrote it out and we said, here's where we're going over the next three years. And we did this in in late 2020. We said, this is what the next three years are going to look like. Here's where we're headed. And here are the three phases, your one, your two, your three that are going to get us there. And everyone can refer to back to that document. It's published on the front page of our intranet. Every new hire receives that. There's a video recording of the executive team presenting that strategy. So you can go back and refer to that at any time. All new hires are also given a link to watch that video. And then an opportunity to ask questions about it um, so that they can really understand it. So that I think at, at the highest level, it's having that documented and a place you can point back to and say, Remember, here it, here it is. If you're forgetting the elements of it, if maybe pieces of it didn't make sense to you when you first read it, go back and read it again. So I think that that documentation is important. And then it's reinforcement and repetition. So in every 
quarterly all hands that we do, we talk about that vision. We talk about our progress against that vision. And we have a, you know, a weekly scoreboard on our internet also that like measures the most important metrics against that vision and how we're tracking against them. So people know where do we fall. Um, and we review our OKRs again, quarterly as a business. And we talk about how are we doing against our scoreboard that is measuring our progress towards that same vision. And then there's the annual planning process is another great opportunity to reinforce that vision to make sure that we are all continually aligned, especially across functions, because so much of realizing, actualizing, manifesting that vision is dependent on deep cross-functional partnership, collaboration, and alignment. And so making sure that we have Align goals sounds simple again, but it's often a step that's overlooked or just like people don't take the time to, to go back and double check. Like the head of product and I making sure that our OKRs have a high degree of overlap for 2023. The head of comms and I have the same OKRs for 2023. The head of sales and I have a lot of overlap as well and making sure that those areas of overlap are really clear and purposeful and are get us to where we want to go. And so there is that those elements of operating rhythm that you can build that repetition into that I think are critical because it's so easy, especially, you know, these days as so many people are coming and going from jobs to lose that thread within the team and, you know, to have the executive team have a really clear picture, but like a layer or two down, all of a sudden people are like, wait, why are we doing this? Why am I working on this thing? And it's so critical every single month and in conversations that all of my leaders are having with their direct reports and that they're having with their direct reports, that those things are getting reinforced and realigned every month where you're checking in on your personal OKRs, reminding you, reminding every individual why are, these are their specific OKRs. How does it ladder up to where we want to go as a team and where we want to go as a company? Because then people can also feel a sense of ownership and accountability to that bigger vision. And I think that connection to it is also critical. I love that. That's fantastic. That that snippet there will be extracted from my own personal connection with our team. And then other folks that I know will value that. It's like the reinforcing, you know, the making sure the connective tissue is there from the IC all the way up to leadership. Everyone understands the OKRs and I love it. There's like, there's some very simple yet profound things and and all of that it's like remembering to connect back to product aligning with goals across it's just that was awesome so thank you so much um let's 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 wrap with this and i i want to just hear from from you on the rest of the year like what's next for you the person you know tomorrow what's next for you this year and then what's next for eventbrite this year what's on deck i think those things are very deeply connected uh in the three-year strategy that we laid out and in the vision that I've long held for our business, our company, and the products that we can build for our customers, the opportunity to harness the value of the demand that we're driving for our creators. So helping them understand the large consumer audience that we have on Eventbrite looking for things to do, giving them new innovative ways to connect to that audience, to fill their events, to make their businesses more successful. That is this next chapter for Eventbrite when we're well into it. But I think that um, in order to deliver on that, we also need to really deeply invest in the consumer side of our marketplace. And that's something I've been personally very passionate about for a long time. And when I was leading the product team and, and the business unit focused on that demand side of our marketplace, it's because I believe in the power and the possibility of solving that problem on the event goer side. That is still a 
problem that technology hasn't fully solved yet, which is like, what should I do this weekend? What's happening around me? And we're in a unique position to be able to solve that for people. And we're solving it for more and more people every day. And as that value gets unlocked, it just creates so much exciting possibility for the business and the brand. All of a sudden, as a brand, we're not just a B2B2C brand anymore. We are truly a B2C brand and making that shift and evolving the brand story and the relationship we have with event goers, with the attendee side of the marketplace is a really exciting marketing challenge, as you can imagine, because all of a sudden there's a whole new audience to build relationship with, to connect with um, at a much deeper level and to figure out what, what that story is and how we tell that in a way that deeply resonates and builds that audience. I'm just personally so excited to tackle that. That is a new challenge for us. And it's one that's going to unlock so much growth for our marketplace, so much growth for the creators on our marketplace and value for the business overall that the impact of being able to do something like that is just incredibly motivating for me personally. I love it. I'm so excited for you and for the brand and for the team. Just huge shout out to everyone there. I mean, it's clear that, you know, there's a dance with, innovation and destiny happening at Eventbrite. It's like there is so much beautiful collaboration happening there. And so just shout out to you and the whole leadership team. Very well done. I will be paying attention to this brand noted because wow, the speed and the velocity of things happening internally is incredible. So I'm so pumped. Thanks for being a part of this show. Tomorrow you were super dope and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun to be here and and to share our story. You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, The messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.